Okay, it's the vendors. On the second as well. Good evening, everybody. This is the uh, one and only meeting a year in which I begin the meeting and start um, <clears throat> because we are doing a reorganization of school committee roles. I'd like to call the uh, Thursday, April 13th, 2023 meeting to order. And I'd like to entertain a motion for a chair of the school committee. Dr. Marsden, I'd like to nominate uh, Tim Knight to chair the school committee. A nomination for Tim Knight. Any other nominations? Can I can I run for that or do that? Sure. Sure. I'd like to can I nominate myself. Yes, yeah, sure can. Sure can. I'd like to be chair of the school committee. Okay. All right. So we have can two. I, do I talk more or no? You talk a lot more. So I I uh I'm I'm uh, taking next year off from work and I'm taking a leave of absence from teaching. Um, and so I just want to like dive in and, and go for it. Um, so that's that's it. I just I'll have the time to do it. And I, I don't know, I just kind of want to do this like all the way. So I just sure. want to put that out there. All right. Any other nominations? Okay, so the first nomination was for Tim. Do you have any second for Tim? Second for Tim. Second for Tim. Any second for Will? Second will. All right. So we have two people. Okay. Um, so first vote would be for Tim. All in favor of Tim being chair, say aye. 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 Opposed? So or abstain. Or abstain. abstain. All right. Majority has picked <laughs> Tim. Um, so Tim is the new chair. Thank you, Will, for volunteering to do that. Appreciate that. Congratulations. It's oh. all to you now. <laughs> Go for it. And I, I think I guess that would be, I also want to make sure we stay in order. If you call them, um, is there any second or a vote for Will? I guess you wouldn't get a majority. Yes. You wouldn't get a majority or have a majority. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had lots of open meeting laws and I wasn't allowed to talk. So this is my time to go for it. And uh, it's my first. Um, I guess word this chair. Welcome, welcome uh, to both of you for the to the school committee. Thank you for serving and uh, going through it. It's, it's um, it should be should be an interesting road. You know, for, for me, it's been four years. It's been um, ups and downs, but it, it just a, a great experience so far. So hopefully, the folks will enjoy that as well. Um, as far as uh, tonight, we're going to start with uh, public input. Yeah, we got to do the other, the other roles. Oh, yeah. We're going to do that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I would like to open the floor for nominations and approvals for uh, the role of vice chair. Do we have any nominations for vice chair? I'd like to nominate Michelle Kirkley for vice chair. Okay. Do we have any other nominations? Uh, Go for it, Will. Well, uh, sure. I'd like to be vice chair. If you want to nominate yourself. I want to nominate myself for vice chair. Okay. Do we hear any seconds for Michelle? I second myself. Do we hear any seconds for Will as vice chair? 
second. Um, can I get a uh, vote or a roll call vote for Michelle? All in favor of Michelle? Leo Graham, aye. Michelle Kirkby, aye. Mike, aye. All opposed? Abstain. Abstain. Uh, Michelle is our vice chair. And then do we have any uh, nominations for recording secretary? Uh, I nominate Leo Brem for recording secretary. Do we have any other nominations for recording secretary? No one's jumping at that one. Don't I say no? <laughs> okay. Um, do we uh, any? Uh, oh, do we have a second for Michelle's for Leo for Leo, for Leo as recording secretary? I'll second. So, uh, all in favor for Leo as recording secretary? Um, yes, Michelle Kirkby. Yes, Leo Brown. Yes, Kristen Zuni. Yes, Will Horn. Yes, Tim Knight. And then um, the last is a, do I hear any motions uh, or, no, or nominations for financial secretary? Uh, that's the last. You were that, right? Excuse I me. I was that, yes. Yeah, I nominate Kristen uh, Simonini. Now, why would you do that? You guys split it anyway. It's a good way to get under the, either one of you. I will nominate. John, do it. Well, you both should. I'm happy. You guys should both. You should both take turns. Share it. Doing it, but someone has to be named it. Okay. It gives you the opportunity to go through the financial pieces, the actual purchase orders. Yeah. I nominate Will Horn. Yeah. I mean, you can before going through I know it's a brand or two. Are there any questions to the role over and beyond what Neil just shared? Uh, lots of questions, but I'll, I mean, I'm happy to dive in. You're a second, you have a second for Will Horn. I will second Will Horn based on his enthusiasm. You can't take second Will Horn, but she did, she seconded Will Horn. Yeah. You seconded Will Horn. That's right. You can ask for a second, but you shouldn't second. But I nominate. absolutely have to. No, he's so nominated. I do. Oh, he knows. So we went nominated, seconded. Now you call the vote. Okay. All to the vote. All to vote. Financial secretary. I've never seen so much. <laughs> Blame that pesky Robert guy. <laughs> so for Will as or who is nominated first for Christine as uh, financial secretary. No one seconded. So nobody seconded. So you can call the vote. We're just keeping you on your toes, Tim. So thank you. Thank you. So happy. Um, I disagree okay. with all these rules. So, all in Man. favor for Will as financial secretary. Leo Brown, aye. Michelle Kirkby, aye. Kristen Smanini, aye. Will Horn, aye. Tonight, aye. Vote is unanimous. The only unanimous one of the night. Okay. So, and I, I think that's uh, everything we have for the reorg. Tell me if I'm. What about committees? Are we talking about yeah, that we're too? The SBC or who are the SBC? Yeah, and okay. Perfect. Yeah, for the SBC, there are a couple other roles that may come up in future meetings. And I think we want to at least get the, the baseline work. And the SBC will talk about it later in general. Okay, so now I think we're ready, Leo. 
on the best case. Are we ready for public input? The agenda, sir. <laughs> I mean, I already jumped. Okay. So, uh, citizens in attendance or on Zoom will be welcome to comment during this public input. Please approach the mic or raise your Zoom hand. Please share your name and address. And if you're on Zoom and our, our video is functioning, please uh, turn on your camera for comments. Uh, we ask that you follow school committee policy for public input, including speaking for no more than three minutes and only under only on topics under the purview of the school committee. Ellen, okay. could you please promote Michelle on Lurton? Thanks. Starting with the zone, you're going to call it. Oh, there's something. I don't think we have one hand raised. I have one on zone. Yeah. Take up that one first if you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there. okay. Um, Chris Potts, 7th Curve Street. Um, I just wanted to um, comment on a couple of things with regard to the strategic planning process. Um, the session, the community session at Dale Street last week was really phenomenal. Um, I think that the, the expectation or the hope that it would be. Um, Actually, a way to bring people together really played out very well. I walked away from that feeling really, really good. Um, so I just wanted to make sure to relay that um, comment and that feedback because it was really a wonderful night. Um, I would only ask that the school committee um, as a whole makes a commitment to making sure that the draft plan um, is, is available to the public well in advance of whatever meeting you guys are going to be reporting to that. It's not a document that really should be posted an hour before the meeting starts or even 48 hours in advance of the meeting. It would be very helpful to have it posted much earlier than that so that people could actually come to the school committee meeting and make comments about the draft strategic plan in case there's anything that needs to be added or changed. I will tell you that with the last strategic plan, we, a whole bunch of us, had advocated to have it available so that the community could comment. And the feedback that we got from Dr. Marston was that that step was actually really helpful. Um, there were things that were in the plan that people noticed that, that were missed by school committee and by consultants. Um, and there was not, I don't remember there being a whole lot of, a whole big volume of changes, but there were some really good, there was really good feedback that was helpful. So I would just ask that the school committee really make a commitment to making it available to the public further in advance. That's it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And then, do I? You can promote it. Okay. Okay. And then they just have to turn on their. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mike, could you please turn on your camera and microphone? I'm trying. It tells me the host isn't letting me. You would have to name like oh. co-panelists. That's what I for Owen maybe. That's what we've had to do. Oh, it seems. Because he's a co-host now. I mean, I promise I'm here. <laughs> Well, there we go. I'll turn the camera on. <laughs> All right. We, we good to go? Yes. Thanks, Mike.
All right, Mike Pastore, Six Liberty Road. Um, I just wanted to uh, to talk about the citizens' petition, and I believe that's on the agenda, so we're good, right? Correct. Um, so, I mean, I, I will be um, voting against this uh, if it comes up at an annual town meeting. Um, number of issues with it, but they can all kind of be lumped under uh, two categories, uh, process and purpose. Uh, example of uh, process that I have uh, strongest issue with, and, and you know, I, I don't know if this has changed since the version that I have seen, but there's a bit in there about the um, hearing having to be scheduled within 30 days. And what's unclear to me in a plain reading of that is if the hearing has to take place within 30 days or just has to be put in the schedule and can actually take place sometime later. Um, and, and that's, that to me, that's an example of something that, you know, is important, needs to be worked out, and needs to be made clear before the petition is ready for prime time, which I don't believe it is. Um, more importantly, though, is the purpose. So right now, 25 registered voters um, is enough to, to set this process in motion and require a hearing. Um, what I What I don't think is part of it is that those voters actually have to commit to going to the hearing. And if that isn't part of it, then I'm not really sure what this petition, uh, what what it does, what its purpose is, and and you know what um, you know we intend to uh, to do with this. Because I mean, I could go to the transfer station tomorrow and got 25 signatures for effectively anything, um, and you know, there's no telling that those people would actually, you know go through and, and put the time in and support and, and show up at a meeting. So if, if we're just saying you get 25 signatures and you get your own hearing, you know, we, we can put all this time, effort, um, money and energy into having a hearing effectively for, you know, a handful of people. And it's, I, I, I'm not sure what problem we're fixing with this uh, this petition. So I, I'm hoping that the uh, the school committee will will oppose, and, and obviously hoping that town town meeting does as well. Thank you, Mike. Okay, thanks, Mike. Take care. Thanks, everyone, for your work. There anyone else? Or any other hands raised? Uh, there are no other hands raised. Okay, all right, so we'll close out um, and so we'll go into the consent agenda. Uh, the first the first one is uh, approval of minutes, one for the workshop on March 17th, 2023, as well as the regular meeting on March 23rd, 2023, both of which are in the packet. Do I hear, or do we do the consent? Do the whole thing. We'll all together. Together. Um, Jeff, do you want to speak to the other? Yeah, so uh, Michael has put in here a couple of things, the Medfield High School Student Activity Adjustment Journal and the Blake Middle School Discontinued Student Activity Account Transfer. Michael, you want to just real quick? Sure. So folks know, I know it's information that should have been in the packet, so we'll just give a quick overview. I don't. Let me see. I might have right here. <laughs> First one, if I'm not mistaken, is the high school. Um, yeah, right here, Michael. It's rare. 
to the class of 2023, um, we'd like to make a donation to the class of 2024 to offset the cost ticket prices. Um, uh, and we want to make a donation to the class of 2024, $3,000. So we would have to do a um, transfer from one account to the other. And, uh, you know, last year, the law required the school committee um, approved the transfer from one account to the other. And then the other one is uh, the Blake Middle School has inactive accounts, and they would like to transfer those inactive accounts into other accounts that are active. For example, there are a field trip account um, that um, they would like to um, transfer into. Um, it's a seventh grade field trip account from last year that they just want to transfer back into the eighth grade trip for this year. So those are examples of, um, of balances that they want to trail up and then move into other accounts. Okay. And there are four donations um, $2,000 from the Schoenfeld family, MHS gift account to support the Boys and Girls Track Program. $500 from Gale Duffy to MHS gift account for the Renaissance Scholarship, $1,430 from the Wheelock CTO to the Wheelock gift account for the field trip to Native Community Organic Farm, and $1,000 from Jordan's Furniture to the Blake Intramural account. This donation is a result of Blake Middle School student Michael McCarthy's Coke Drive fundraiser. Congratulations, Michael. Great work. Um, I ask that you approve those as presented. Okay. And, and um, this part's new to me, but I, I think just before um, voting on the entire, all those topics, is there any any um, of those topics that are concerning to anybody that we should pull out and run on individually? Well, we can't vote on the first one because we weren't present for the meeting. So I, I don't know if we need to separate right. that out. Okay. No, you'll just, uh, yeah, that's a good way to stop. Yeah, yeah so, so, but, but that's, I think as, as if this is, consent agenda is relatively new for us to group, but I, the reason we pull it out is if there is anything we can vote on that separately. What because that just means we do it all at once. Like what yes, is yeah, for sure. Okay. More the more operational items. So instead of having to vote each one, you know, okay. um, so it's it was just a method to kind of tidy up the process a little bit. Okay. And, and um yeah, and then I'm asking though, is it one of them you, you either have questions or you want that you yeah. don't want to have to feel like you're we're not forcing you to vote right. on all of them. You're right. more than welcome to ask on any a questions. Field. Yeah. And Kristen made a good point, like because you weren't present for those minutes, yeah, you should abstain. Right. Okay. All right. So why don't uh, first do I hear an approval for the minutes for the 317 2023 workshop and the regular meeting on 323 So moved. Second, Michelle Kirkby. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Michelle Kirkby. All opposed. All abstained. All abstains. Abstained. Right. This is the yeah. Looks like there's two two abstains. Yeah. Right. Chris will. Uh, okay. And then, uh, do I hear a nomination? Or um, I, I, didn't, I think we did say approved. For the minutes. Yeah, minutes are approved. Minutes yeah. are approved. Yeah. Now you want to do the consent. Yeah. yeah. The, remaining, uh, the, the remaining items on the consent agenda. Do I hear a motion? So moved. Second, Michelle Kirkby. All in favor? Aye. Aye. It sounds like it's unanimous. Okay, new business, uh, student advisory. Right, all right. Now, some of them are even short. It's warming up here. Tessa's going to start. Okay, Tessa's going to start. 
That should become a star, by the way. Star on the paper. Yeah. Hi, my name is Tess Bakke, director of the committee for the class of 2026. I asked my class to fill out a form with some concerns, questions, comments, or, and these are some of the responses. As some of the ninth graders reflect on the first year of the high school, a lot more people started to bring up student standards-based reporting at the middle school. I have always heard people talking about this, but I feel like it's more talked about now. Many people say that the middle school did not properly prepare us for the high school. There was not much homework, so many people had a hard time balancing extracurriculars with all the work. We also never really got to find what study habits worked for us and more. Another thing that also might be tough on the transition to the high school is that, is that there has been discussions about how C1 and C2 will be combined for the ninth grade English and History next year. Many students have expressed concern because they didn't feel that ninth graders will be met and the adjustment period is already very hard for the incoming freshmen, as said before. So this would add another layer of stress. Lastly, the ninth grade and 10th grade student governments are planning a movie night fundraiser. We're still deter determining the exact details like the location, date, but it should be sometime around May, I think. Um, and we'll keep everyone updated. Thank you. Hi, I'm Sophie Shield, and I'm the Rep School Committee for the class 2025. So as she said, like we're doing a movie night, and yeah, more details will come. And so us sophomores, there's not much going on, but we just we had we finished MCAS for English. We got report cards out for all the grades today for Q3. And spring sports was started. And then oh, so we're still selling like dog leashes. And so I think we're planning a day to sell those at the Weelock Fields. But like more details will be on Facebook about when we do that one of these weekends. Um yeah, there's not much else going on, but that's really it. And I definitely agree with Tess about like the standard space grading and like the transition from Eight to ninth grade is it's definitely like difficult. I feel like like harder, like homework and stuff like that could help. Thank you. Thank you. Hi everyone, my name is Catherine Bannister. I'm the Rep School Committee for the Class of 2024. I just have a few things to say today. Um Spring sports are spring sports are in full swing here. Uh, we have had a couple games per team. Track has definitely had a couple games. I know. Um, everything seems to be going well, and everyone's happy that the weather's finally just taking a turn and getting nice out. Um, my grade is definitely starting to do much more future planning, whether it's college, where you want to go in the future, what careers you might be interested in. Um, and I know plenty of people, if college is the right fit for them, are starting to. Take some visits down this season, take a vacation. Uh, and the student government for my grade is planning prom. It's going to be May 5th. We that were we able we were able to get the opportunity to visit Gillette last week. We, it was nice to see the venue and we could plan it out. Um, we're definitely looking forward to that. We have posters around the school, so everyone's pretty well aware. And prom tickets are officially on sale and table assignments, which is exciting. So yeah, everyone's looking forward to that. Yeah, how's the menu this year? It's looking good. We have right. a nice chicken farm and steak and salad nice. and two Sunday bars. So. All right. Yeah.
Thank you. 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 Thank uh, basically, what the, everyone's saying, it's kind of as we're going into April break, term three just winded down. So now it's kind of finally hitting term four, seeing the end of it. Um, Brent, a lot of juniors and senior, seniors' AP exams are coming up. So, kind of when we get back from break, that's going to be like full swing, just studying for those. Uh, senior wise, we just started senior projects this week. So, oh, there's a huge population of our grade is out of school most of the time and they're working on a lot of things i'm not doing one personally so i don't know that much about it but i know everyone who's doing it is saying it's a really cool thing and they're really excited for the opportunity same with senior privileges we've had those for about four weeks so two two times for the eight day cycle so it's not that often but everyone likes those pretty much just a good chance to leave school get a drink whatever you want to do um government wise we are right now we're planning a big event that we're planning is we're replacing the four kicks that they normally been doing with a launch event, which is the night before graduation, so June 2nd, and that's just planned by the government. And then we're also planning our senior gift, whatever that's going to end up being. Um, other than that, everything's going well, spring sports, like Catherine had mentioned. And then off of what Tess said, I know that has been a lot of, like, a huge topic discussion, just a lot of people saying that that transition is harder and just kind of like almost a slap in the face, depending on where what you set yourself up for when you come into high school. And I know even um, Emily Hollander and Cassie McDonald, their senior project is working on that. They're doing they're doing a senior project on helping middle schoolers transition to high school. So I know it's something a lot of people have in their mind. I don't know what they're exactly planning to do yet, but hopefully it's something cool. But that's all I had. So. Just one follow-up. What, what's the, um, explain the um, shift from four kicks? I'm just curious. Oh yeah, um, I guess it's just an event they do the night before graduation, they have all the seniors go, and it's just kind of like, it's almost like a senior night out, just a fun thing they do, and they just go, they had previous, previously been going to four kicks for, I think, four years or something, and there's, mm -hmm. there's just turf there, so this year we wanted to switch it, because we heard from seniors last year that they thought if we found a better facility for it, so we reached out and we found launch, seemed like a really good idea, and it's something that people are excited about. Which one, which launch is it? Uh, Norwoods. Oh, Norwoods, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they just added right. laser tag apparently, so it's going really good. <laughs> <laughs> and congrats, Medfield Girls Hockey got the MIA Sportsmanship Award this yeah, year, right? It's yeah, yeah. Big deal. So congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, we went to the Garden a couple weeks ago, but I'm on the ice. It's really cool. Yeah, really cool opportunity. Um, thank you. And I want to show too if there's before these folks go if there's any. Questions can, can I ask a question? So I don't know if we're allowed to. Yep, uh, absolutely. Tess, it's for you. And my name is Will. I'm a wicked big fan, and my kids are wicked big fans. It's awesome watching you drive. And Izzy making the shots in the corner, it's awesome. And I promise I'm more nervous than you are right now. But uh, can you go over the concerns of the C1, C2 thing again yes. from the student perspective? Can you come up to the mic? Yeah, yeah. Just so the people at home can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> The thousands of them that are listening. Um, so some people feel like their needs are not being met. And like some people will like if they're both like C1 and C2 are combined in one class, I think they feel like some pe for some people it might be too fast and like too hard on them. And other people feel like it might be like too slow. Sure. And I feel like it just doesn't really accommodate like both like learning. And like lots of people are really scared about it, and like I'm not sure how it will work out. 
but I think it will definitely make the transition harder, especially for the people that um, should have been in C2. And it will, like, though I think they'll really struggle a little bit getting used to it. Yeah, I think the assumption that everyone's making is that it's going to be done the exact same way it is today. So there'll be there'll be changes made in, in terms of the instruction and, and the way they're doing it to make accommodations for everyone. So I think that when you look at it from the perspective of how it's going today, then that I can see that. Uh, but, you know, we've been doing professional development with the teachers and um, they'll be making some changes in how they how they do that. So as Robert went through the last in the last meeting, went through in detail. I don't know if it's a fair question, but it, just from what you know of your friends that have experienced that transition, do you do you see or can you tell if there's a difference based on perhaps the cluster that the kids came from? Because I know that sometimes, at least I hear the rumblings of different experiences, right? Different kids, different teachers. I'm wondering if you notice that. Um, I haven't really noticed much. It's I know some clusters are more prepared because like some clusters for social studies give like some clusters get more tests and like some don't get much. So I feel like some people are more prepared, but I feel like we didn't really have that much. So we didn't really know how to study that. Like we didn't know what study techniques work for us or anything like that. So I, I feel like it like didn't really change that much really. Okay. So. Thank you. Let's see what C2 is happening next year. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's still sometimes. Pen, it's had the pen here still this classes. Right, guys. Uh, yeah. Are there any other questions or comments? Um, so next up uh, is we, now's the uh, time. We, we do uh, need to vote a, another member the or no we need to vote two members to the thank you, thank you. yeah was, uh, yeah th thanks so much you don't want to stay um, all night coming. it's for the it's good they usually do it must be you two it is not there's not as many fans here as there are as a basketball, basketball game. or right. other games for sure that's uh that's okay um so yeah we uh, next on the agenda is talking we need uh, to talk about having two representatives to this strategic plan steering committee right so as we we talked about before um as part of we're, we're putting that steering steering committee together um we have we have students we have teachers we have administrators we have parents and um we're looking at having two school committee members on there of course we can't have three because of the quorum issue uh but it's a you know it's a superintendent appointed committee that you know you guys will be part of so i don't know how you want to do that or how you want to work that out but we'll we'll definitely need I would like to participate. I would like to participate. I would like to participate. Yeah, let's might as well go all the way through. Um, I would like to participate. Uh, is there anyone else who wants to participate? I'm saving my energies for other matters. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Um, second is, is does anyone um, have questions about that process? With the and maybe uh, Jeff also remind us what the commitment is. Yeah, and so high level expectations. It is, um, it'll be six three hour meetings uh, beginning at the end of April. I need to pull it up. So, see what they are. But it's uh, it's 3 30 to 7 30. Um, 4 30 to 7 30. Um, six three hour meetings. And they, the consultants will be working with us. We'll be going over items such as um, we'll do a data analysis of all the data that we got from 
the surveys, the focus groups, and all the other information that we gave them. We gave them the panorama surveys, district improvement, like everything. So we gave them a lot of information. We'll be going through all of that. Um, we'll revisit our mission statement, our vision statement, um, core values, identify those for a as a district, and then start to really develop you know, what the focus areas are, the kind of the four pillars, four or five pillars, and then develop goals with that. So it's a process that, that they lead and they go through with us, um, but it's important to have you know, the stakeholders as part of that. How do we fight this out? Well, I'll, I'll withdraw because I think, you know, I've been I've been on the longest and I think it'd be good to have a new member, yeah, I think, I, be I, there. And I think a new some, member and an old member, which yeah. is good. So, yeah. you know, we'll call them, we'll be calm experience. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm probably older than ever. <laughs> so I will I will withdraw that uh, my, my interest. So but it's a nomination process. So I will nominate Michelle Kirkby. She's interested. In Thank you. Yes, I've been very excited about this all year and really want to be a part of it. So. I'll nominate Will Horn. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I really want to do this between like looking at curriculum, PD, goals, and everything. I mean, yeah. I think it would be crazy for me not to be on this with my background in education. Right. This is what I'm trying right. to bring the value to the school yep. committee. So I agree. <laughs> so the consensus with them would be Michelle and Will. Well, Tim, are you? Um, if there's other nominations, and I'm, I'll say it, I'm, I, I'll, I go back and forth. I, I think. It's probably one of the most important things we're going to do. It's a strategic plan, obviously. Um, I, I think um, as we've talked about it, or, or even my predecessor with, with Anime as well, we, we'd like to think that the output of that strategic plan really does drive our agendas. What are we going to put on it? So um, I think on the, on the one hand, I do. I, I've actually, as I started thinking about it, my role in it, on the one hand, I thought, it would be a great to have some of the new members because yeah. that, that is why we're doing it for the, the longer term. Yeah. Uh, and on the other hand, I thought as, as a strategic plan, it's one of those things where the more senior folks at least have the experience to guide it. Yeah, I can um, see that. But I, I personally, I'm glad to, uh, I don't feel an obligation. I feel very comfortable. <laughs> um, I make a motion to nominate Michelle and Will Horn to the strategic plan committee. Mr. Chair, I don't know if you have to vote this because it's a it's not a subcommittee, it's an appointment, appointment su superintendent appointment. So if you had consensus, then you're... Okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, um, I was going to say that I'm, good. I'm okay with that. It's yeah. again provided. You have plenty to do on policy. We're looking for <laughs> harmony. <laughs> okay. Plenty. So yeah, and that's going to be an appointment on your part. Right, so like I'll, have... I'll send out an email. Uh, I think we're almost done. We have one more teacher position and then, so either tomorrow afternoon or you know early next week you get that everything both the times and uh even while we're there anything else noteworthy um, going on on that no i think it's you know the the consultants were very pleased with uh the turnout at the community and in, in, in um, parent guardian forum that we had um, they said they got a lot of good feedback that night um, they also said they got a lot of good feedback meeting with uh, the select board the Warren Committee and the town moderator um, this week. So they, they have a lot of information, you know, and one of the things that they credited us for is, um, which I've never seen, is they never had the focus group for the teachers done as part of their faculty meeting. So we, we did that and that was something we learned the last time because we, <clears throat> teachers couldn't get freed up in the, the day that we had it and we only had maybe 10 or 15 and we have a lot more teachers than that. So by having it as part of the faculty meeting, everyone got a chance, everyone got a voice, so it was really good. 
Um, I was there for the beginning of the, the student one, and they, the consultant said that went really well too. So uh, been all positive so far. Uh, the last check, I asked them how many um, surveys were filled out yesterday, and it was 775 as of yesterday, and that's ahead of what we had last time. So that's good. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so we should have oodles of information. Where was the survey made available? I'm sorry? The survey, where was it made available? Just remind me. It came um, out from the superintendent, and then it's email so uh, it's patch. Like, we put some hard patch, copies patch. at the senior center. Okay, great. Um, and yeah. it's on our website. Okay, on the website too. With all that data, like obviously we have the consultants that are going to do their thing, but do we get to see like all the raw data too if we're on that committee? Just to, it's know. my understanding. Yes, you get yeah. to see yeah. it too. Yeah, I mean right. it's public information. Seven hundred is a lot, but like yeah. you know, yeah, so they put things together, and you might miss some little outliers. So I think one of the things that they said they were going to do is is scrub it in terms of people's names and things like that that sure. came up. If you know they mentioned teachers' names or something, they were going to so, do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that's part of the process is looking at all that data. Well. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. That's great. That's, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, that was uh, the event. I think a few of us were there. It was fantastic. Yeah. At least the community one. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. And then there's uh, another, the other topic is the school building committee member appointment. And uh, I think Jess is uh, no longer part of the school committee. So, yeah. so there's uh, one spot that's open. Correct. And, uh, First off, is there any any questions I on the myself. role? Or, uh, I think a nomination. I love these roles. These are fun. I nominate me. I think we. I think we all know what that one. I second needs the to nomination be. of Kristen Simonini for the. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm, where's my gavel? <laughs> I haven't seen one in my four years. Do I hear a nomination for the school building committee? I nominate Kristen Simonini. I second the nomination. Hey, excellent. All in favor. Hi, Michelle Kirkby. Hi, Leo Brim. Hi, Tim Knight. Hi, Kristen Simonini. I will horn. It's it's unanimous. Congratulations. Congratulations. Welcome. Good luck. Same to you, brother. <laughs> we got it. Just on the SBC as well. Um, when we met last, I gave them the yellow folder that you two now have, um, which was on behalf of the school committee. So um, they have been tasked with reading through it and emailing any questions they have to me and the two SBC chairs, and we will be addressing those questions at um, hopefully the next meeting or the meeting after that, or splitting the questions into two, depending on uh, how many questions there are. So, do you have the date of the next meeting? April 27th. That was great. I mean, that. Putting that together, was that yeah. it was well received, but it was just more kind of presented as read it over, or did they have cause any feedback or conversation? Yeah, there was no feedback immediately. I mean, I think part of it was if you go to any of the previous project, um, you know, data points, there's just such a wealth of information that I think people have, the goal is to kind of get everybody to start from the same foundation. And when we, you know, our area coming from the education piece is. These are some of the things that we feel are really important for the SBC to be focusing on. So I think they appreciated that um, kind of honing in, start here and then branch out versus start wherever you want. Yeah. And then just to that point, we we submitted the SOI. Okay. So the SOI yeah. has been submitted. Um, you folks approved it uh, or the select board approved it. We signed off on it last week and that has been submitted to MSBA. Okay. 
Okay, so uh, next up on the agenda is the <clears throat> discussion of a citizen's petition. I know that came up earlier. Just the, I, I do not have the actual petition. Here it is. But the, the summary of it is a, a citizen uh, petition uh, has been brought forward uh, for the uh, town meeting uh, that would require public hearings by the Medfield School Committee um, in the event that somebody uh, gets signature from 25 or more citizens uh, on whatever topic you know, that signature is, is around. So uh, the Warren Committee, uh, I think it was Steve Callahan from the Warren Committee had reached out and asked uh, if uh, one or two of us could be represented on their meeting, I think it was on 425. So we thought it would be worthwhile to just talk about it as a group, um, just to get, you know, kind of be able to relay that conversation. Um, I don't think we were going to plan on voting on it because that I think the it's Warren Committee was still asking. There's nothing to vote except yeah. for... No, so that and but we would just like to communicate with the general, uh, the general. I wouldn't mind attending the meeting for the Warren Commission, but under, under the conversation, I appreciate Dr. Marston you uh, reaching out to um, to me and Lahane uh, about to weigh in on their interpretation of the yeah Tim's about oh Tim thank you Tim. Um, yeah, because I think you know obviously that this leaves our expertise uh, to have that interpretation has this been shared with uh, the other town committees Jeff or Tim the I was going to ask this uh, just came the in opinion just came in this afternoon yeah okay and CC um, so what is are we talking about this to give our opinion for if the town votes on this the was, warrant committee asked us to give yeah. our opinion because yeah. they vote on first right like when you go to town meeting the warrant committee usually votes on how they if they weigh in they on, feel yes. on whatever article, yes. on each of the articles so they right. wanted the school committee's opinion on this before they weighed in on okay the topic. right so it came in 421 today yeah so it's yeah, so we have not time to circulate so uh, essentially what it's saying is that anybody can put go get 25 signatures on any subject and we would be required to hold this host a public hearing about that subject right. within 30 days. So my it could be about so, popsicle sticks in the lunchroom. So. Well, I, I, my recommendation to the warrant committee would be to not approve this or recommend the town to vote on this. Uh, I hope uh, in being on the school committee that there are big enough issues that I can talk to everyone in town and figure it out. I think this uh, would, would slow down decision-making, um, but I I hope it's not necessary. So I want to say it. I want to I want to be able to talk to the community members so no one feels like they have to do this. And if they want something, they, they want more public input, then they can come talk to me about Six Pondview Avenue. That's, I, th I think something like this would slow down our decision-making process, but. I'm here to listen to anyone who wants to talk. I think the whole point of having public school committee meetings is that there is an opportunity for the public to participate. Um, I, I think this is a step too far. I think that some of the feedback from the warrant committee about the fact that the reason we have elections and put people into roles and elected positions is for this reason. And so if, if we're not trusting the people that we've elected to do their jobs, then I, I don't see why this is a, a necessary step. And so my hope is that we can, you know, build trust in our community, and we can, you know, make the right decisions uh, that we've been asked and elected to make. 
And when there are big decisions like budgets that do have town-wide meetings associated with them, I think that's perfectly appropriate. And it seems to me as though the committee and administration has been honoring the, the laws as they stand. So I, too, uh, would not be in favor of this as it's been written. And currently the opinion of the attorneys feels like it infringes on our basic um, charge from, you know, from mass law, mass general law. So I think there's other questions uh, from a legal perspective that the Warren Committee will have to take under consideration. But I concur with both of you. Uh, I share that same opinion of the size of our town. We are a small town. There's plenty of opportunity to speak to people. I'm sure you've already been approached numerous times since your election uh, about opinions and things to be brought up. Right? And Dr. Marston is always more than open, and the principles you'll find will be very receptive to having conversations so, um, on any of those subjects. So I, I do agree with both of you on that particular piece. So. I also don't support this. Um, when I read it initially, initial, my initial reading, my reaction was, uh, because I feel like it kind of reads like, wait, did we deny somebody a request for a hearing? And I haven't seen that happen. Granted, I've only been here a year, but this past year, no individual made a request to the school committee that got denied. Um, I'm not saying that it's never happened, but I'm saying it definitely didn't happen this past year. All five of us got a request and all five of us said no. Um, in regards to just kind of public comment, if anything, I've seen us extend it this past year multiple times for great lengths to hear people say what they wanted to say. I think one of our longer ones was close to 90 minutes. Um, so I guess I just feel that very strongly that this is trying to solve a problem that I don't believe exists. I mean, I think you could add on the fact that like, I've only been on here a year and we have two new members. Like we are now a newer and younger committee. So it also feels like putting a ruling on us without us having an opportunity to kind of define ourselves what, given the, the amount of newness that we have. I will say, you know, Tim was here during the pandemic as myself and some of the others. Uh, we spent, um, we scheduled our meetings weekly during the pandemic to be open for that feedback, right? To understand what was happening with our folks. I think that the school committee and traditionally, from my experience, has been very responsive to the community in those requests. Um, the pandemic, obviously, an ex extenuating circumstance, but a good example of why we did that was to make sure that we were communicating all the time and leaving the floor open. I do recall some pretty lengthy Zoom meetings uh, that went on quite some time. Uh, so uh, that, you know, to make sure that everybody was heard. Um, and there was, we did have to make some adjustments because <laughs> when you have 300 people and they all want to say something. Um, but... Um, but that was an extreme situation, but I don't think we've changed our attitude towards that in any way in our practices. So, and yeah, with three with new that. people here, you guys now have majority as the new folks. So those practices could also adjust as, you know, as seen fit as well. So I, uh, so I, you know, I agree with the whole concept yeah. of, you know, of our openness. <laughs> I also feel like the 25 signatures was really low, given that you need 200 signatures to call a special town meeting and 50 plus signatures to get your name on the ballot. Not that I would know that, but um, there's still a lot more grassroots effort that has to be done to have either of those things and more community engagement around our citizens to have to have that happen. Um, I think that the bigger or biggest underlying issue though, and I felt that um, this opinion piece, you know, said it much more 
eloquently than I'm going to be able to, but it completely undermines the authority of the school committee as an elected body. But I think that the concept of this is actually bigger than the school committee, um, because if we end up in this place where we are looking at town meeting as a legislative body and allowing it to mandate or dictate how a committee of elected or appointed officials or board of elected or appointed officials, how they function or how they run their business that they need to, I think it's, I think it threatens the entire electoral process as it stands right now. And I think that's something that we really need to be cognizant of as a community when we're looking at this. Well, and the reality is it would, it would just cause lots of extra, right? Yeah. <laughs> All the extra hoops, so. Uh, I, I, I kind of, that's one of the ones, I, I echo a lot of what I've heard, but I, I also thought about that. If, if there was, for whatever reason, 25, 30 people who were opposed to an issue, they could come forward and force us to bring uh, public hearings week after week after week. And as that evolves, it may change the appetite for folks like you, all of us to raise their hand and serve. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I kind of um, echo a lot of what I've heard. In general, I've watched everybody. It's been a common sense approach, right? There are times when we've called public hearings. I think it's like for the uh, the logo. It's, it was, it was, sometimes it's more appropriate. We really do need to advertise it and, and get the word out. But I, I've also seen us, um, you know, public comment. We don't have to adhere 100%. We can extend it. And, you know, I've seen us do that. So... I would agree. It, it just doesn't seem necessary. And, uh, you know, outside of the legal side, I think, I think we, uh, I assume we can post this, the legal opinion, uh, we, sh we should. So I don't know that we should, should speak at length at that, but, but I, I think that, um, you know, I've at least captured the general spirit of how we feel. Yeah. I think one other thing too, when I was listening to the warrant committee, there seemed to be a misunderstanding on why we restructured public comment. So, I just wanted to state again that none of it was to ever silence the community um, and just kind of explain some of the reasons behind why we did that. So one of the big reasons to have a designated time slot at the beginning of the meeting is because it's more equitable for the entire community to be able to come speak to the school committee. The time allows people who have challenges in regards to childcare to be able to come speak to us. It also allows us to organize the meeting in a more efficient manner so we can have a better use of time of all five of us together being able to go through the agenda, discuss different things, and move things, uh, just move ourselves through the agenda. Um, also, the previous public comment period and policy didn't really align with districts around us and wasn't really in line with what was going on with MASC. And the wording in general in the policy was very confusing, I think, to not just members of community, but sometimes us. So those were more the reasons why, those were more the reasons that we did the restructuring that had nothing to do with silencing members of our community. Oh, thank you. And, uh, uh, hey. I apologize. I do have to take a little early. So, uh, okay. Welcome to our new members uh, oh. very much yes, and uh, the community. Okay, I, I think uh, unless there's any other comments on that, I think we did that. I shared, I think the only other question uh, is, does any, I, I would like to go to that meeting. Does anyone else want to go? I think Leo expressed Leo an interest. Said he to go. Leo wants to go. Okay, great. He's got, set him up for everything. Yeah. <laughs>
25th. Yeah, April 25th. <clears throat> Any other items since posting? No, Mr. Chair, no other items. Okay. All right. Um, uh, we actually a question on that. Um, how how does new items work? Do we do we? Because I don't want to break any rules, but if we want to bring something up that was raised, should we put it on our next agenda? Yeah, there's um, at the end of the agenda today. There's a time for at least future agenda topics. Okay, perfect. I will hold. And um, I, I, I'll learning, so well. actually, why don't we we defer <laughs> until that that time just to talk about that? Topic. Okay, great. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, then uh, under old business, uh, I think we're going to talk about an update on the bus fees. Yes. I don't know whether, Dr. Marston, you're going to take it. Or sure. So in, in your packet and your materials, um, you have this document here um, that Michael put together. Um, he was doing some projections and looking at potential uh, bus fee revenue um, using our current enrollment. So we wouldn't be able to do anything. Obviously, next school year would be something we have to do the following school year. Um, but you know, on the front of it, you see that there are area bus fees from other communities. Um, you see Dedham, Holliston, Millis, uh, Natick, Needham, Norwood, uh, Walpole, Westwood, and then the median uh, per child is $261 with the family cap at $492. Um, and then he color-coded it in a way that um, students that uh, require transportation are over two miles. So um, those numbers in yellow the 102, the 151, the 141, et cetera, those are students that are required to be transported. You'll notice that the ones that are in TAN are not required to be transported, but we still do that right now. So those are all students 7 through 12, and then students that live under two miles away from school. So that gives you a flavor of what, you know, you could look at this two ways. You could say, well, we could do bus fees for everyone in the TAN, or you could just bus everyone, that, not bus people that are in TAN. I mean, you could... I'm not advocating for that. I don't think it's a good idea. I'm just saying that's what, what could happen. You could do that if you wanted to. Uh, and then we took a look at um, those folks, the, the grade levels we think is about 80% that use transportation. Um, so that was uh, looking at grade one, um, at grade one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and seven, eight, that about 80% take transportation. And then that tends to fall down once they get a little older. So grades 9 and 10, 65% take transportation. And then falls even more in grades 11 and 12. We, we project about 10% of our kids uh, use transportation. So by calculating and using this methodology, uh, we looked at a total ridership of 968 students. Um, and then um, if we did a $200 fee, the revenue based on the students we have now, not the ones we would do if we, if we implemented this in a couple of years, would be 174249 That is our projected amount there. So I know, I know we're just kind of bringing this up for conversation tonight and we need more study and more uh, work to be done on this, but uh, that's, that's what you asked us to do a couple of weeks ago at the last, a couple of meetings ago to kind of put together an estimate, explain the methodology and do some comparisons with other districts. So Jeff, for those of us who are, who are newer to this, can you just understand, uh, help us understand why, or let's help me understand why, I don't want to group you in, I apologize, why this is even being entertained? What what was the Yeah, I rationale? think that, I think every year it's come up, almost every year it's come up as a budget issue. Um, so as we start to look at reductions that we need to make during the budget process, um, this seems to come up as a way to generate revenue instead of, you know, cutting the other items in, in, the, in the budget. So. 
I think it's something that we've talked about almost every year that I've been here. Never and, acted on it, but just had a conversation about it. And what other communities are doing this today? Um, I would say around us, um, everyone but Medway, um, they're not doing it. And then Dover Sherburn can't do it because they're a regional school district and they can't charge bus fees. But um, as I look around, uh, Dedham, Holliston, Millis, Natick, Needham, Millwood, Walpole, Westwood, they're all, they all do bus, and they have for years. This isn't anything new. Uh, so it's more of a conversation for us to see if that's something we want to entertain or, or have us do further study on it to bring back more information to you. I mean, it's, it's, my mother was a school bus driver, so it's, it's, you know, I grew up with a school bus in my damn driveway. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it's hard because I think anybody who grew up in public education, right, that was just part and parcel to your education, getting you to mm -hmm, school, getting sure. you access to school um, was important. Um, you know, I understand that times are different. I know the costs have skyrocketed, skyrocketed and we've got issues with, you know, even having a, available drivers and everything. So um, I, I get that. Having the information about the other communities is very interesting. I'm frankly a little surprised. I didn't realize towns had done that or gone in that direction. Um, you know, in my in my heart of hearts, it, it's a hard thing to to think about uh, just because I wouldn't want to put any barriers. And if families were not in a position to be able to pay for that, there mm -hmm. would need to be obviously exemptions. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and, but this is one I think where the families are going to have some some pretty strong opinions. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Do we have any information on the administrative cost of this and like what the time looks like? And yeah, we would have, we have to. That's that's kind of the more study that we need to do to yeah. see what we would have to do in terms of payment and whether we'd have to hire someone part time to do some of this for us to collect the fees and do all that. We'd have to see that. And Kristen, get back to your point. Is it, it would just be used as an offset to the budget? So we would whatever revenue we get in, we would offset our transportation budget by that number. So right now, I think at one point four million. Michael, just for the right. big yellow buses? Yeah, so 1.4 million now for next year. So whatever revenue we raise, we've just offset that cost. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll just say my question would be around, do we know, I know a lot of um, neighboring towns have been doing it for like a while. Mm -hmm. Was there any way, you said it's like 80% or 65, like I just don't know how we get the drop off, right? Cause like as soon as you charge, if it's going to be, you know, if it's going to be 200 students, and then is it worth it or worth us right. taking to the town and doing that? Um, so that's my concern. I just don't know how we make this like an accurate study, you know, and then even if we get like, you know, the neighboring towns 10 years ago did it. Now we're post COVID. I think there's more people from home. There's more ability to drive your kid and spend that time with them. So it just, uh, it's, it's just going to be really hard for, I guess, you, if you guys are charged with making the sure. study or us looking yeah. at it to figure out what the real number is for what what could be like, not not a fight with the community, but people might have strong feelings about this. But, and I want to say, because uh, Anna May said it in the last meeting and a piece of uh, me feels this way, that it is a nice, uh, even if it's not a huge amount of money or if it is, gets to $150,000 still. Mm -hmm. I think there, she, she said this in the last meeting, there is something to like the people who are using the school paying a little extra per kid mm -hmm. um, for all the people that live in town pay their taxes but aren't taking advantage of the schools right. so i just i'm like on both sides i know i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth but those are two things in my head uh hard hard to do the study the right way because you don't know how many people drop out and uh 
I, I think there is something to the gesture, even if it's like 200 bucks isn't covering all of all of our expenses. Right. But I think there is uh, something to if you're sending the kid to school, like you help pick up a little bit of money for everyone else who lives in town and helps pay for our our, our kids to go to school. So one of the things that complicates this in our town is the structure of our schools. So we don't have a neighborhood school structure. So um, and, and I give this example all the time. You could have one child in memorial and not pay a bus fee but a child at wheelock and pay a bus fee based on where you live so if it's two miles to more than two miles to one school you have to pay for that child excuse me if it's within two miles you have to pay for that child if it's more than two miles you don't so depending on where you live and what school your child's going to you may be paying for one and not the other so that complicates things a little bit too what is there a time when we have to like vote on this to get to uh I know you said it won't be this fall, but would there be like a deadline or is that still some of the logistics, like how do we collect the fees? And yeah, I mean, help? I think if, if you wanted to implement this for the following school year, we probably want to do something by December, January. I mean, the latest. So that oh, we, okay. So I guess there's plenty of time to oh, yeah, talk absolutely. to the community and figure absolutely. out where they're right. at. All right. Yeah. Yeah, this was just a couple of meetings ago. Um, the committee asked us to put this together yeah. to provide more information. So that's all it is. All right. <clears throat> I think like, my, my observation of that, I do sit on both sides of it as well. Like it, it hurts. We, we're going to talk about budget shortly, and you know, as we're making cuts, those eventually are FTEs. So, so you want the kids to have that level of access. Um, so I think I think my general view was it, it would be irresponsible for us to not at least begin to say, hey, what is the data? You know, do do a study and what what might it mean? Mm -hmm. Which is a good start. I, I actually um, the one thing you said just a minute ago, I, I took a note. Was it, it would be possible for exemptions? Oh, absolutely. So, so if someone is in like free reduced lunch, we wouldn't. Yeah, free, right. yeah we wouldn't charge them. Yeah. yeah, any student that has free reduced lunch wouldn't charge. And kindergarten's not on here. Kindergarten is not on here because of the tuition. We already right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th I think it's um, generally speaking, I think maybe we would should look to bring it up in the early vote in the spring. Do we want to pursue it? This is new information for me. It's yeah, we'd have to look at the fall, Tim, if we were going to, because I think we'd want to. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, in my head, I said this. The, the, yes, we'd want to make sure that we had a, enough information to make a decision, you know, late fall, early, early winter, and enough time to inform families and make sure they can plan for that. If, if we even go in that direction, I'm just saying, just kind of putting the timeline out there. And it would be part of the budget cycle, too, so we would be able to use that offset in the projections. But, you know, as Will said, it's kind of hard to predict if folks are going to say, you know, I'm going to drive my kids set because they could yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, I mean, that would be that to me, not, I, I think I could feel okay if we did a little more study at least that yeah, we, could do. we can make a reasonable projection. You know, yeah. if you look at some of these neighboring groups, you'd say one, what does it result in in terms of cost and two, what was their drop off? So what would be some of the things you'd like us to, to look at? So that, that you'd like to, the okay. drop off? I think, yeah, in line with That's what good. Will just said a minute ago, like if we said, looking at the table, you know, we're projecting what, 632? <laughs> I forget. 968 students. Is that? Yes. How many total students was 968 is what? Take the bus now, we're basing that off? Um, yes, and then, that's total riders. Yeah. So. And then that 10% reduction that's there, that's what we figured for free reduced lunch. So those 97 students, we take them off the list. And then it would end up being 871. 
$200. So then, then you would you know, kind of say, yeah, of those 871, right. did you get it? Right. And I, like, I, I would say, if you say, say whether it's Needham, Norwood, you had a projection, what's the actual? You know, I'm sure. if, they, if they have it, that would be one, I think that would help with, with your question. Um, yeah, I think if they, if they had some drop off, I mean, they've been doing it so long, I don't know if they would have that data, but we'll, we'll ask. Yeah, and even, I don't know, I mean, that could be part of our job. <laughs> We're talking to the community. It's like, how do you feel about bus fees? And if there was a bus fee, would you, I mean, you know, if we talk to 100 people, we get a quick sample size of 10% of them say, I'll just drive my kid, I'm home. Right. It's extra time with my kid in the car, you know, it's 15 extra minutes with my kid. But Yeah, I mean, that might be interesting too. Would we want to do a survey at the beginning just to hear what the community is I'm not going to say yes or no. It's just something to think about. Okay. Anything else that you want us to focus on or look at? I mean, I'd like to understand what the administration actually looks okay. like, especially because we do have, um, you know, a unique setup here, right? Like, I think of the spacing of my own children, and like I can see that. Sure. You know, we'd be yeah, in different. Yeah, from where spot. you live, it would be. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. You wouldn't. You would pay to Wheelock and not to the other two schools for elementary. The opposite, I think, right? I wouldn't have to pay Wheelock. I'd pay for the other. You'd be within a mile, right. within two miles of Wheelock, oh, right. so you'd have to pay that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but in that space as well, like the, there's going to have to be an individual who's looking at that, and then, you know what I mean, like every year kind mm -hmm. of change. It, it's going to be, uh, I guess, task-heavy. Yeah, for sure. If you think of anything else, let me know. Just shoot me an email, because we, we have time to do this. It's not like we have to do it tomorrow morning. Um, but we'll start working on it and get some information and then I think we should also think about like we see an estimate here because we're you know I understand how we got to these numbers but I think it would be helpful to understand and maybe this more comes from us what number would would this make sense right like we see a potential of 174,000 right now does that make sense does it need to be 225 to make sense does it need to be 150 like I think we need to understand mm -hmm. what number because I do think there's going to be some if we were to go go do this, there will be initial churn and then it'll be fine, right? But we need to understand kind of the the trade-off for the churn to get to that point if we decide we're gonna be doing this. Does that and make we, sense? And we just put 200 down there, but if you look at- No, I see that, you know, but I think like we need to understand like 225 makes a ton of sense right. because we're now offsetting this and that gets us X, Y, Z, right? But my point is that you have to decide what that number is. We just right. put 200 down there because if you look at, you know, Dedham's 180, Hawson's 240, Millis is 282, Native 200, need them 415. Yeah. With a family cap of 940. Right. Um, 300 in Norwood, uh, 300 in Walpole, Westwood 180. So we just kind of lowballed out a little bit for 200 just to yeah. make it an even number to, to yeah. try to get some, some, some data there. But, but I think even understanding well when you're talking to the community, is there a price point yeah. where they'd be open? Well, I totally this? agree. And then to it's Tim's point. It's not just yes or no, right? Yeah, to Tim's point, if it, you know, the price point, we do all, yeah, we figure out what the price point is figure out some drop off. So maybe this number comes in at 100, maybe it comes in at 200. So right. one's, one's two FTEs and one's three. And that's a big difference to our kids. Yeah. So it's like, it's a lot of moving part. I mean, it's a tough one, but for sure, as we're pulling the community, we can. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I do think, like it's just listening to Michelle too, a survey on that would be interesting. And generally we take the perspective of the kids in the school today, but it's, it is asking <laughs> the whole community. To fund it, so it would be it would be interesting data, and, and part of that I just thought of whoever said, you know, what what price point might it be worthwhile? But the family, the families, not Correct. the 
whole community though, right? The families with school-aged children we're talking. I, I would think if you're surveying though, it's, it, you know, it's, it's related to the, the town and the budget that, that we get as well. Yeah, but I think to, I don't know, to your point earlier, though, I mean, if if you're saying like this is something that you're asking the families to do, which in theory might give some relief to the the the, fam the community members that don't have children in the schools, then it's really the people who have to pay the money that yeah, <laughs> are going to have a, mm -hmm. a horse in the game that need to decide whether they'd be willing to pay that or not. But that's just I mean, that's who's affected by it. It's who's going to have to put the, the cash outlay. Yeah, I mean, I'm processing my brain. Because then the other side is yeah. eventually we're going to go to the town meeting and ask for the budget mm -hmm. for the yeah. entire community. Yeah, true. So, yeah, it's a okay. interesting topic. It gives us a good start anyway. So, thank you. Okay, so no change. This year's budget includes all the busing, everything. Okay, just good. It does. Uh, so speaking of budget, next on the agenda is FY24 budget update. So Michael and Michelle. So the only thing I have to share is that um, hopefully you got your budget mailer in the mail this week. Um, that really outlines kind of what we are with our budget, what the 4.23 does, and all that other information. And, and the, I thought it was helpful for people. I've got a lot of good feedback on it. So Same. It was really well done. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. excellent. Get to see all our favorite teachers in the spotlight. It was great. <laughs> So the number is at this point what it is, and that's you know what the warrant committee is taking. Okay, so that's what's taken forward. That's, that's what's taken forward. forward. Yeah. And have, okay. have they voted on it? I mean, I, I would assume they have. So yeah, it's a balanced budget for the town. So they're, that's their recommendation. Okay. Um, community engagement and communications, and now seen a little more of what Michelle's been doing. <sighs> yeah, I feel like it's been a busy week. Yes. <laughs> Um, I don't have any major updates. Like we've had a busy week on social media, but it's all been positive. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No. It's been. It's been. I think a lot of focus has been on strategic plan. Um, for Chris and uh, Kristen or Christine. Kristen. Kristen. Yeah. I want to make sure. Whatever. Whatever. I'll, I'll answer. Um, hey, just you. one topic that I I also went went back and forth for Kristen and and Will uh, last year. Uh, we, we tried, I called it almost like a pilot this year, where um, we were trying, we, we, I think there's been some effort to continue to get closer to the schools, um, each school and, and uh, you know, and organizations like the PTO and the site council to make sure they can, they're, they're working well. So what we did last, uh, or at the beginning of the year, is we had each member kind of target one school to attend one or two, a couple PTOs. Okay. Just just get to know them for, for uh, I think, um, so we, we, we did it, I think, somewhat informally, but we lost um, Jess. And right, Dale and Memorial are the two schools up for grabs. If either of you want to join the last, probably the last PTO meeting at this point, I guess I'd have to look at their calendars. But if one of you wanted to grab Dale and the other one to grab Memorial, Where you're really you? just... Memorial? Dale. Dale, okay. I'm just wondering if it doesn't make more sense to not be in the one... Uh, or, we, or, or, or the general thought was we don't, don't want to over overthink it. Like, okay, hey, yeah. if you're like if you're running around and you say, "Hey, you know what? I I never get around to going the one where my child is." Great, but um, and and we was kind of loose. Like, I, I think a few of us who did went. It was for me one of the ones I went. It was fairly uplifting. Which one do you want? 
I'll go to Memorial. I like your idea. You can go to Dale because my kids will be there, I guess. Okay. Love Dale. I'm always at Dale. Was, you know, just reaching out, <laughs> reaching out to the chair and saying, hey, you know, with your permission, I'd love to attend. And this okay. is the right? it, it's PTO. Like, we are here just to kind of listen, hear how you operate. And, and, yeah, and the operate. president, the PTO president of Memorial and the PTO president of Dale. Okay. okay. With the community engagement thing, does the, uh, so since I decided to run, I've been trying to come to the meetings and I went to the Zoom that Tim, you and Leo hosted. Yeah. I think that was a was a pilot, but like, is that continuing? Is that another thing we is can it talk a budget about? Workshop? What's that? No, was it a budget? Informal oh, no, no, it's just like, so people know it's po like we're posted and we're Got there. It. Like, did you guys see, I just went to one. Did yeah. people show up to those or was it not worth it? Just go meet with people one on one or? I felt like we had good feedback and attendance at the Zoom one, and then the one in person we had two people show up. Okay. Um, I mean, I think I think they're worthwhile because I think you know there's a optics to it that we do want to hear what you have to say, right? Like, which I think is important. Um, so I actually feel like attendance matters less right now, if that makes sense, and more the opportunity for people to reach out. Sure, no, that makes sense. Um, but I don't know where we land right now in regards to like the end of the school year. Like, do we think about having a more set schedule next year if we want to continue with it. That's, I mean, I, mean, I think, um, I'm thinking more towards next year. Next I thought year. the one we went, it was, a, it was a different environment than we're used to in this in this room for the meetings. It was a little more discussion, which was worthwhile. So I, th I thought it was good. Okay. Uh, I just I when have. I saw community engagement, that's what I thought of. So I just, I would encourage us to do that if that's something we can still do. But if it's for next year, because we're winding down, that's cool, but I, I vote to keep like, again, yeah, like, for the optics, so there's a point where you know you can get us. You can also, like, I tried it uh, last year when I ran again. It was interesting. I just put out a, um, like I said, hey, I'd like to hear from people as, as running, but you were able to you know, easily call the library and get get a, get a room, put it up on the patch. Hey, I'd love to talk to you. I'm new to the school committee. So I, I think in general, you know, um, an individual, you can say I represent the school committee. I'd love to listen, right? Not, but, not as, a, as a body. But, I, you know, high level, I think Leo... Was that the other one? I think we would say somewhere around a couple of semester, or, you know, first half, yeah. second half is reasonable. Um, yeah. That would be my thought. I, it, so that would come up, I think, at the beginning of the year, but I would, I don't think anything would change. I, I thought it was positive. Yeah. Um, you know, heck, maybe that was one of the things that had you raise your hand. Well, it's more visibility, right? I'm here to hopefully hear the, from the community to do it. And I, I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, no, and that, that was the theory between that, PTOs, and, and other things. And the work Michelle's been doing has been amazing. So, um, okay, that's a good update. Um, strategic plan, I don't know if there's anything. We did. Yeah, we kind of covered that. I stepped on that. Um, so, policy update. Um, I really get to say welcome to the school committee. <laughs> um, by any chance, in your packet, I just I want to um, ask a quick question and then I'll describe the process. But uh, did you see we we shared policy um, section A and B? I didn't see it. No. No. Okay. Not surprising at all. So um, and and uh, officially for us, I think that was an informational item. Typically, if we were to change a policy, it's brought forward with whatever the change is first as an informational item where we don't discuss it. We ask the committee to read read through it. Then it's a first reading. We take comments, questions from the members of the committee. Um, we still don't vote. And then uh, the next meeting, we would vote on it. 
that's if we were to make changes to a given policy. Okay, so um, the overarching process, and Michelle, sorry because you've been members out here have heard it before, but overarching, um, our our policy is still a PDF document. Um, if you ever try to search and find something online, it's not the easiest. And uh, MASC has a whole process to digitize that. So um, we are going through that now, trying to move the policy online. If you look at other school districts, sometimes you can easily search and see what's going on. Um, what they're doing is uh, we work with a guy, we're partnering with a guy named Jim Hardy. He's done this with over 100 school districts. And uh, he reviews our policies, their updates, and uh, we have meetings we're trying to do about every month or so where he, <laughs> some things we, it's, it's modernizing, it's bringing forward uh, like pronouns, things like that are just fairly simple to put forward. Um, sometimes they'll say, hey, yours is pretty close, and, um, you know, they, but you might want to make these changes. And sometimes they're going to say, we highly recommend mm -hmm. you make these changes. So that process, though, is pretty lengthy because it's not like we, we found one policy. I think we went through that we made a change this year. We probably had almost, you know, two hours of conversations about it. There are I didn't do the numbers, but there's hundreds of pages of policy. So the way it works, though, is Leo and I are on the policy subcommittee. We, we kind of meet uh, with them. You'll see in your packets um, we made the uh, re really working with um, MASC. We make recommended changes to them and then we would be voting on those changes as a like um, kind of like very similar to the consent agenda as a whole section um, at that and and we the, the last thing we vote for that as quote inform so because you want to get through the entire policy manual and I'm getting looks I know the looks it's like gosh policy is the worst um, wait till you get in it though it can get pretty fun <laughs> I agree to disagree. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a tricky one. Like right right when you start, but it is it is worthwhile. You start reading it. It's it's um, you know it's it's these things. But that our policy is is incredibly important. Um, but so what we would do is gradually vote in each section over probably about a six month period. Um, we voted in as quote inform, and once we complete that, the entire manual gets voted in and is transitioned over. Um, so, so you need us to to review A and B. Is this this what correct? You're yeah. So with? so what I was going to suggest was you know consider it. Back. We're not going to do the first reading. I, I was going to just make one or two comments so you can understand it, um, and then at the next meeting, um, yeah, read through it and see if you have questions or whatnot. Okay. Um, you can uh, you know some of those questions we we they're in the meetings are recorded or you can ask you know, hey what's going on, sure. um, and I would I would just say. In general, my, my philosophy on this is something we, we've said we want to do. Uh, it's a lot easier for the public to work with us if they can find and understand the policy. Um, but the policy, one of the things we discovered in, in one of the workshops, the schools have been here since 1666. And the policies have gradually been moving on for all that period. Um, we don't necessarily, sometimes there might be things in there and say, hey, we might want to change that. It's not causing us, you know, like bad things aren't happening. I don't necessarily want to revisit every policy. So I think we would never get mm -hmm. through it. So the general spirit of this has been, you know, make the changes that we, we have to make. Uh, my expectation are there are a few policies that we will want to bring forward, you know, outside of that process. 
but so when, when you review it um just that that's the way that that i i at least as one member of the body have been looking at it um sometimes as, as we're reviewing it hey why did they do it that way mm -hmm. 20 years ago and then i'm saying to myself okay what bad things happen if we you know has anything bad happened because we do that the answer is no sometimes i'm like well let's not change it and if it's not broken we sure don't fix it so um that's the uh process on it and what you see is almost like a red line document so changes that we're recommending are in red let me make sure i have this right which is probably used to um black text is the current medfield policy red text is either sections that are added or deleted like, you know comments or sections that are added or deleted um and then blue or i'm sorry red is deleted or added and then blue is newly added sections or word or words how come sometimes things are highlighted and sometimes they're not does that mean anything no, no. comments uh, comments on the highlighted ones well not really no are you looking at a or b i'm in a b right literally a b I see A V two and B V two. Yeah. Oh, okay. So was, yeah, all right. A, within A. Is that just a search through all the to, to change um, school system and school district? Is that why it's highlighted? It was a yeah. search that went through okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So so you, you, you can see that but th those are you know some some of those things you you'll see it throughout. And it, as you look through it, so school system versus school district. It was a fine replace they were doing. I see. Okay. Yeah, I so. okay. But it, it is, you know, it's worthwhile even even now. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. We, we I don't think I'll have in my memory, and Leo's not here right now, why do we make every single change, you know, in, in some cases. But we're, we're trying to have somebody from the administration there. Um, some of the policies are, you know, hey, how do we do that today? If we were to change it, what's the impact? Etc. So it's a big job. Um, you know, the, the theory is, though, every month we'd be bringing forward one to two sections and, um, you know, do a first reading, do a second reading, and then vote. But you'd be doing, you know, first reading for section A, B in the next meeting, and I would be bringing section C, D forward as an informational item. The following meeting would be, you know, A, B, let's take a, try to take a vote, or if there's questions, and then discuss C, D. Okay. So it's it's um exciting undertake. <laughs> you say so. <laughs> well, we opened the meeting. There was so much enthusiasm. I said, "Hey, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Stop. You can do the policy. I'll do the other stuff." <laughs> I love the transparency. <laughs> So, and we wanted to bring um, C and D forward. We have not gotten those back yet from MASC. So okay. that's why they were, they were, we wanted to have them in the packet this week, but we, we didn't get them. So we haven't put them forward. Okay, so any other questions? I will not describe that again. <laughs> Hopefully everyone has it now. I hear Andrea over there who's keeping us honest on that process too, because it's, it is true. Um, informational items. Uh, yeah, Mr. Chair, we have three items in there. Um, accept collaborative uh, FY23 quarter three report. So we belong to the Accept Collaborative, uh, the town, uh, Medfield Public Schools. I sit in their board directors and they provide us with an update that I share with you folks uh, every quarter. 
the projected enrollment spring update. Uh, this came in uh, at the end of March, and it's about a month and a half early, so that was great. Uh, we forwarded that out, that out. It's on our website as soon as we got it. Um, it, it doesn't show a huge change from what the fall um, projections are, but if you look at some of those grade levels, you see some big numbers coming in, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, 274 in a grade level, 279 in a grade level, 283 in a grade level, 284 in a grade level. So um, certainly we're, we'll be looking at fitting kids in in the buildings at some point in the near future um, if those come to fruition. So good information to look at. You know, they, they have a projected 10-year change of enrollment increase of 15.6%. So 387 kids. And, and I think we've talked about it in meetings before where um, we've seen the, the spike and the dip happen in Medfield over a 30-year span or span as it goes through where the spikes up close to three, a little over 3,000 and goes back down again and keeps going. Um, the former town administrator, Mike Sullivan, had a document, which we don't know where it is, but um, he had showed us, Michael and I, one time, and it was the same in the 60s and 70s and just kind of went through and uh, the 90s again, and I think we're kind of headed that way. So we'll see. We'll see how it comes out, but uh, that's the most recent. And then the last thing um, is a copy of the letter that uh, Michael submitted on behalf of the district to the Division of Capital Asset Management and Maintenance, and it's a request for um, a waiver of going through the bid process uh, so that we can get our uh, fire alarm system at the high school fixed quickly, and, and the fire chief wants it done sooner rather than later. Uh, we have this on the capital budget, so we're looking at allocation for May 1st at town meeting and then doing this over the summer. The fire chief wants it done today. So we're asking for um, a waiver and he was supportive in that, the fire chief. Uh, Michael and I presented this to the board of the select board uh, the other day, and they approved uh, the waiver as well. So we're submitting that, and we'll wait to hear back from them. But we want to, we want to get that done very soon. <clears throat> Sorry, did we have someone lined up to do that work? So we have um, a company that we use for our, our systems now um, in all of our schools. Uh, so we would, if we have, if we're able to um, bypass the bid process, then we would probably have them have them just come and do it because they know our system, they know our school. Okay. Uh, we have them do that. So, and we think they'd be available to get in and get it done in the chiefs. Yeah, I mean, it takes a while. We did the the middle school one. Was that three years ago, Michael? Two or three years ago? Right. Right. Yeah, right before COVID. So we had that done in the summertime. They actually would come in at night and do some of the rough wiring and, and do some of the work, and then. Um, when students weren't there, and then once summer hit, they finished the whole thing. So I'm assuming they'll do something similar to that, but probably work the night shift to get it done sooner rather than later based on what the chief recommends. Yeah. But we'll keep you updated on that as soon as we hear something. That's all I have, Mr. Chair. Okay, thanks. I was just reading through that. Uh, so next on is um, is future agenda items. Sorry, one more thing. Did you have the except quarter three report in there as well? Yep. Okay, you mentioned that. I did. Sorry, That's right. That's all right. Yeah. So and future agenda items. What I've seen um, in my tenure here, uh, these are items that we um, at the time we say we want to cover. Um, sometimes as they come up, they eventually lead to conversations you might have, whether it's you know somebody at the administration, you know, it's, it might be really important for one member, um, you know, and, and sometimes based on the conversations they may have, we may or may not uh, do it. Um, my experience has been, as, as you know, Dr. Marsden's always been very open to conversations with us. 
um, the chair, I, I would handle this the same way as my predecessors. I'm, you know, the door is open as long as we're not in the forum in terms of discussing the concern and sharing, hey, this is the feedback or this is what's happened in the past. Um, but in general, I think, you know, we want to hear about what are we missing on the agenda, uh, you know, trying to move forward. So right now, um, the school chair choice hearing, I think that's something we um, we are planning on doing. Required to. Yep. And that's um, would be second meeting in May. Okay. And what, what, what is that? The, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so um, that's when we have an open here, a public hearing for school choice. So that allows us to either opt into school choice, which would allow students from other towns to come to right. Medfield, or say we're not gonna participate in school choice. Okay. So that's, that's that process that we have each year. Open hearing meaning we try and get more people from the town to come here to talk about it. Is that what open hearing means? Or it's we... just a, a public hearing. It's a, it's a requirement that we allow anyone that wants to come in to talk about that particular issue. But we actually open up the meeting as a hearing. This is the public hearing for school choice starts. We have the open and then we close it and then we start the meeting after. Oh, okay. So, so a hearing's like slightly different. Yeah, so it's required okay. by law. So we have two. We have the budget hearing that's required by law and then this one. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. It, it is also in general... Um, it fosters more conversation. The public input in general, we listen, we don't necessarily respond. In a public hearing, depending what it is, there, there may be more conversation. They're not necessarily bound um, by all of the rules of the, of the uh, normal public comment. That's at least my understanding. So that'll be on the next agenda, you're saying? So that'll be, so the next hearing. meeting is the right before town meeting on the first. Yeah. And then the following, the second meeting in May would be that, that would be on the agenda. That would start the, the meeting. Okay. And in preparation for that, is there any data or previously prepared reports or information that just to help educate on sure. perspectives I mean, what, what on that? You, what would you folks like on that? I think just an understanding of, you know, maybe what's happening in other communities and, mm -hmm. you know, what the demand has been in Medfield, just a better understanding sure. of it. We put something together on that. Okay. I think the other one was school start times. If, if that's something we're going to want to look into, people need to plan. So this would be adjusting the middle and the high school start times to be later. Lily, how do you feel about that? I think it's a good idea. Um, <laughs> I think... Often, like, a lot of people in the middle of high school get, like, the least amount of sleep when, like, they should be getting the most because of such an early start time. And I know it would be, like, a big adjustment for, like, sports and stuff like that. But I know, like, a couple other towns do it, and they seem to like it. So we'll talk about that in the future on a future agenda item. Have we talked about that at all yet? Like, is that something we've... We've talked a little bit in committees. Um, when we did negotiations with the teachers, we talked about it last time. Um, so that's be impact bargaining with the teachers union and all that if we were to make any change. But um, we've definitely, we were talking about it a lot more and then COVID hit. So that kind of oh, threw okay. us off a little bit. So it was definitely on the agenda prior to COVID and then uh, other things took precedent. And, and roughly it's like push middle and high school back. And is it? Is we it, haven't gotten that far. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. It's yeah, not even it's, like we don't even it's know. It's more the sure. concept, you know. Okay. Yeah. Whether so, we so, that's, so we're going to try to get that on as an agenda item, I think, yeah. before the year. Okay. Right. So that, that, and that's um, that's when we want to talk through it. Um, was there one thing? I I guess it's not on there. So okay, it's not on the agenda. We'll cover it. Uh, um, 
Actually, I think I think it, it would be okay. The um, we talked about Metro West when I thought we were going to try to update <clears throat> folks on that. Oh, so yeah, we could talk about that. If we, so we I know we had mentioned that um, it was the last meeting we meeting before. So yeah, on, and I, I thought we had. Um, so like on a, May eighth, um, we are going to host an event, a community conversation at Memorial School, reviewing the Metro West data, um, and we have uh, folks that. Russ and Mary, who did the presentation here, will be there as well. Um, we're really trying to gear it toward elementary parents and middle school parents who, you know, in a blink of an eye, have kids in high school. So we want to try to get those people engaged with some of this work and understand the issues around mental illness, substance abuse, those kinds of things. So we're having it at Memorial for that reason to try to get more people in. Cafeteria also has round tables, so it's set up great for discussion. And um, they, they've they've worked out a really good plan for it. And there's a flyer that's going home right after vacation because if we send it home tomorrow, no one's going to look at it. So. But it's been out on social media. I think uh, Medfield Outreach, who's working with us on this, uh, I think Kathy sent it out. Kathy McDonald sent it out on, on, on Twitter this week. So we're excited about it. I think it's going to be a great you know, presentation and conversation and something that uh, we want to do with younger parents for a while. So You said anime is involved with that Anime is well? also involved okay. with that, correct. That's great. I mean, I appreciate the Metro West survey results. It, it just, it, it, it's um, information. It's tough information to get. It's, it's all information. It's good, and sharing it. Uh, I think that's the thing. People are surprised as you get into middle school and high school, what's going on. So I think yeah, we will be asking. Uh, and one of the one of the great things they put together is a handout, a, a take home for every person that that goes that really talks about how to have a conversation with your child about this at every age level. So age appropriate conversations about substance abuse, mental health, that everyone can take home with them and, and implement right away in their house. So they did a great job of that. Um, we're looking forward to it. How is it, how many people usually attend, like attended the last one? Do, do so you, last you, time you know, we did, it's like that was we did during COVID. And before like, COVID, um, we had one in this room um, with Christy Barney as a guest speaker. I bet we had 40 people, maybe 50. That was probably the best attended one we've had. Yeah. So years ago, um, the data would be presented and coupled with an attorney that would do mm -hmm. social host liability so that pe parents would come to hear that yeah. and then get hit with the information too. So that wasn't really well attended, but at least since I've been here, it wasn't super well attended. So we tried to get some another way to do it and get people involved in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that, um, yeah, I'll just talk about, um, our upcoming Stuco event, which is putting for patients. It's the eighth annual one. Um, and it's at the turf. It's April 30th from 12 to three. And it's like an 18, um, whole mini golf course. And then there's like raffles, face paint, like food. It's a really fun event. All the proceeds go to the Jimmy fund and it's really fun. Um, for children, it's fifteen dollars, and for adults, it's twenty. Wow, you guys are getting steep, huh? Those are cheap well, it, it's going to the Jimmy Fund, but yeah. oh, cheap! I'm comparing it to those mini courses, but I'm all for it. It's really well done. You guys do an awesome job with that each year. I I see a little bit of a smile over there. It might be because it's you're getting to the end. What's, what's yeah, I'm very close <laughs> to the end. Yeah, not of the meeting. Well, that, oh, that maybe too. both. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Are you doing a um, any kind of the one of the 
senior project? Yeah, I am doing a senior project. Me and my friend are like digitizing like the cross country and track records, and we're gonna make make a website and like talk a lot about like the team history and stuff. The you said the look. Cross country and track records. Okay. Maybe did you reference that before? Maybe Michael mentioned it. I don't know. I was talking to a few people before the meeting about it. I mean, Will, that sounds a little more interesting than policy. It is. Yeah, we talked about it. I've run that program at Wellesley High School, so I the senior project program. Super cool to get kids out and do community service or internships. So I think it's cool. She's doing it with my neighbor, so I'm sure they'll do a great job. Yeah, sure. No, that's great. <laughs> Uh, thanks for the update. Um, next meeting would be May 1st. Um, that's before town meeting. Mm -hmm. I think we, it's a placeholder, depending on what, it, what if anything comes up. Is right. that correct? So right. it's we not... Typically have, we typically have a meeting prior anyway, uh, but it, we always have a, traditionally have a placeholder there. So even if there's nothing, that, if something doesn't come up, we'll still typically still have a meeting. But that's your call, whatever you'd like to do. So, um, but that would be right before a town meeting, mm -hmm. but we're not putting a traditional agenda. Correct. On that page. Right, correct. Right. Okay. So I have a, a feature agenda item, but again, never know what we can talk about or we not talk about. about so we're here, so I'm going to talk. Um, because I've, it came through recently and in some pre-election conversation with families, it came up. And so um, there is a, a request and a desire, I think, to have the schools get back to families who are making the choice to put their children in private schools to understand and get better feedback mm -hmm. from those families. And so it's been proposed. Um, now I've heard a, a few people propose it separately. Um, is that something that we could, you know, produce a survey and, and just for those willing to provide that information. Um, and it's something I'd be happy to follow up on and then report back to this group on if we wanted to just look into it a little bit more as a as an agenda topic. Um, I'd also like to to work with you and figure out how we might get that information as well from other districts, mm -hmm. because my sense is that this is something that is happening across the board that started with the pandemic. And I think there's a lot of reasons and, mm -hmm. and some of them are town specific and school specific. Absolutely. Some of them are are just broader community right. um, and what's happening in the world. So I think there's a lot of reasons and it would be interesting to know what's happening with our families in Medfield, but also, you know, how that compares to other districts. You know, what is what is their rate of of students making that that switch? Um, so this, where do this we came out of uh, when I superintendent advisory, not last month, the time before. So parents have suggested that to me. Mm -hmm. We did put together a draft. Uh, survey so it's ready to go we just need okay. to kind of implement it um, we talked to guidance as part of what they do and maybe um, implement it to people once they let us know that they're leaving yeah um, which quite frankly isn't a lot of people so yeah I mean uh, I, I know there's there's like urban legends out there and numbers that are flying around just aren't accurate I know and then so, that's why I think it yeah. would be helpful to have more information mm -hmm. that's real information sure. to educate both ourselves and the community on on that because um, it's, it is hard to know yep. when you just yep, get sure. the feedback. Yep. Yeah. But I, I think it would be good and smart and wise of us to just understand. Yeah, I heard the same things. I heard it was like, I don't know if you know the numbers, but like it was like seven this year, but now it's cumulated up to like a rising ninth graders. There's 37 or something. And I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that was like, again, these are like so, what you call pre-election conversations. So what people do is they conflate people that 
are interested and are looking and kicking the tires on a private school with people that actually go into private school. And they put those numbers together. So that's that's kind of what it is. I mean, it's not, um, I, I don't know the exact numbers right now. I just know they're not what I keep hearing and what you heard over the weekend and talked to me about. Just wasn't that number, you know, so. We have a the guidance department keeps a running record of it, like where where the information was sent, what school uh, people are interested in, and whether or not they're going to come back. Um, the last time I looked at it, there were people that had made decisions, and then more than half of them were going to Mitchell High School. So it's people kicking tires, and yeah. some go and some don't. You know. But if we have the information, it'd be yeah, great to, to take a fresh look yeah. at it. Yeah, if we have a sure. survey that's ready to go, it's you know, probably worth making it available to those who are interested in sharing that information. Um, and then just, you know, having kind of a summation of where we where we feel we stand as a community, mm -hmm. given that. So, yeah, it makes sense. I, I know just the other day talking to family in Wellesley who choose to go to private school, um, telling me just the applications and the weights and, and the, the private schools are being bombarded right now from every community. So I don't I don't know how real that is, but yeah. it seems like they're they're getting it from all sides, so. Yeah, for sure. Okay, no, thank you. So uh, any other thing else? I think sometimes it's historically anything else exciting, interesting, off, you know, not so much school business is, is uh, sometimes asked. Mid middle school had the first track meet today. Yeah. <laughs> middle school? Hot day in Midway, but yes. I, I was just gonna say, so, since we're allowed to talk now, there's the open meeting laws for all the thousands looking at listening at home. They're like, there's a lot to read. But so thousands I can, listening at home. Yeah, there's well. thousands. <laughs> um, so I can always like email one person, right? And we can meet one on one. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I just like. Yes. It was a lot. It's a lot to read. What I just you want to. Can't do is you can't talk to Kristen about this color water bottle and then come meet with me and talk to me and try to convince me that we need that color water bottle and then go meet with Tim. You can't meet, you can't have one-on-one -on -one conversations with multiple people around something that we're going to be deliberating in right. the future, Yeah. but you can have one-on-ones with people and get information and talk about past things that happened or anything that's on your mind. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And welcome. Welcome. To <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's a, uh... Hopefully, I think did, did we distribute to there's there's at least a like an onboarding. Yes, Michelle yes, took care of and us yeah, right away. Thank mm -hmm. you, Michelle. Welcome. Yeah, no, and, and I think that uh, no, we, we, I think everybody on the committee was was super appreciative. I, I haven't spent one on one time, but I, I you know we heard very positive things, which was great. And, and um, our it's been about you about what about us? Yes, it was, oh, you. It was all about I did. You. Oh, nice. But no, and I, I mean, it, it, there's incredible appreciation that you're, you're raising your hand, hopefully a year or two years from now, and say, hey, that was that was fantastic. I um, think we're both now, we're both signed up for our big eight hour class at this point, right? Yes. So charting the course. When do you go? Charting it in Dilrica. Oh. Um, first weekend of May. Okay. I'm going to Danvers, June 17th. I went to Danvers. It's when sports are finally over. It's my first free yeah. Saturday, and I spent eight hours learning about school. <laughs> I think that's how mine was last year. Hey, um, do we hear a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Second. Second, Kristen. You know you want to stay talk about policy. Don't lie. So everything, meeting, meeting up to second. Meeting adjourned. Order.